Warning, the following contains extremely strong language and abuse. If you're a child, click off the video and listen to one of my other stories. This one is not for you. I snap awake. My head darts around, taking in the cool darkness of night. I only dozed off there for a minute. I'm sitting on the back porch waiting for Kyle. I feel like I'm forgetting something extremely important, but it's probably just sleep deprivation. It's around 3 in the morning. Last time I checked my watch, it was about quarter till. I just heard it beep since then, so it has to be after 3 now. I've chain-smoked the hell out of some Marlboros and I'm getting really impatient. I reach into my pocket and pull out my phone. I'm going to call Kyle, since he was supposed to be here at 2.30, and this prick is making me wait. The phone is off. I hit the button and it vibrates back to life. It lights up and the battery icon shows empty. It doesn't even have time to make noise and flash its helpful little message about the low battery before it goes dark again. Of course. And so I stash it back in my hoodie pocket. Ah, damn it. And I lit up another Marlboro. I hear a branch snap in the woods. A brief surge of adrenaline rushes up in me. Before I realize it's Kyle's stoner ass finally showing up. In the darkness, his face seems pale. It's surrounded by blackness melting into the woods and the night around him. As he approaches, I begin to make out his black scully. His shoulder-length hair and his black trench coat. This fucking guy thinks he's a vampire. He's all into anime and goth shit. Stoner dork. But he is my best friend, so I'd choke a bitch for him if I had to. Kyle walks up the steps and said, Hey. Hey. I reply. I vault forward into a standing position, then hike down the steps. He's already turning away, expecting me to follow him. Hey, can I bum a smoke? He asks. He's always been a freeloader. Sure. I reply, I pull one out and hand it to him as I catch up and begin walking beside him. He takes it and lights it. Thanks. So, what's the big surprise? Why do we have to hike through the woods at three in the morning? He laughs that stupid brainless stoner laugh. <laughs> We're gonna watch the sunrise. Are you serious? I ask. It's like three hours from now. Nah, not this sunrise, he says, and I could hear him smile when he says it. Seriously, Kyle, what's this about? Now I'm telling you, man, we're gonna watch the sunrise. Whatever. You're not trying to punk me or some shit, right? Brian, I promise you this. You're gonna fucking love it. We walk along the path through the forest a bit. Oh, by the way, I heard there's a psycho murderer loose from the mental hospital tonight. Right. And if you're trolling me, I'm going back home. I just don't have time for it. That's when I'm grabbed from behind and thrown to the ground. My assailant screeches in a high voice and is on top of me immediately. I hate to admit it, but I'm actually scared for about a half a second. 
glomp, the girl screams. I hear Kyle snickering that stupid stoner laugh again. His sister, Jessica, has me pinned to the dirt with her considerable weight, her long hair dangling in my face. I remember how I said I'd choke a bitch for Kyle. When I said that, I always had Jess in mind. I hate her laugh. I hate her musk of clove cigarettes and patchouli oil. She laughs at a slightly higher female version of Kyle's stoner laugh. Now, I don't know if she has any idea that she has actually rattled me. In the dark, I'm sure it's hard to tell. So I play it off like I'm made of stone. Hi, Jess. I intone emotionlessly. Hi, Brian. She giggles. She had a crush on me since she was 12. We fucked once a few years ago. I was very desperate. God, how I wish I could take that back. She's not really fat, and to be honest, her body isn't all that bad, but man, she's an Amazon. She's a few years younger than us, but she's already nearly six feet tall. She is truly big bone. Definitely not skinny, but not really fat either. Great tits. Big round ass. Not bad looking for a goth chick, but just who she is and the way she acts is a deal breaker. Can you, uh, maybe please get off me now? I asked with feigned politeness. Only if you say the magic word, she commands. I just did. I said please already. Jess, Kyle says authoritatively. Come on. I can't see her expression in the dark, but I already know what it is. That stupid little pout, those sad puppy dog eyes... On any other girl, it would be effective. On Jess's face, it's just pathetic and annoying. Without another word, she stands up and removes her weight from me. She offers her hand to help me up. I pretend not to see it and stand up on my own. Soon, all three of us are walking down the path, the light of the stars and sliver of moon barely guiding our way. It isn't long before she lights up one of those Dejarums. I normally don't mind the smell, but when Jessica smokes them, I hate it. We walk until we get to the trash pile clearing. Somebody dumped an old fridge and some tires there years ago, and since then, people just dump stuff there every now and again. An old chair, bag of garbage, deer guts and bones, just whatever. People eventually stop complaining to the cops about it. The local fuzz have bigger fish to fry like the meth labs that keep popping up anyway. Nowadays, the trash pile is a local landmark. Kyle sits down just outside the stink radius of the pile. Hey, can I have another smoke? Sure, I reply and I hand him another Marlboro. Can I have one too? Jessica asks as sweetly as her whiny voice allows. This is my last one, I tell her. We can share it, she replies helpfully. No, no, that's, that's okay. I lie as I hand it over. You can have one of my duh jarums. Every time she pronounces it that way, it grates on me to no end. 
Don't worry about it, I said. We all sit down and I watch the siblings smoke my last two cigarettes and try to ignore the stench of garbage and patchouli, which just barely masks the stink of weed that comes off the two of them. I begin to hear a deep rumbling from somewhere in the woods, and the side of the trash pile begins to glow. I turn to see two headlights, which are the source of that rumbling. It's Greg and his big-ass Ford truck. I'd know that sound of that big rig anywhere. He's a redneck, but he's more bearable than Kyle and Jess. The truck pulled up to a pile and stopped. The engine continues to rumble, and the driver's side door opens. Yo, who's ready to see the sunrise? Greg shouts. Kyle replies with a woot, and Jessica just gazes stoically at the truck. Yo, what's up, Brian? Greg shouts. Nothing. What the fuck is the sunrise? Kyle, you didn't tell him what the sunrise is? Dude, Kyle exclaims. You know you can't just tell someone about the sunrise. He turns back to me. I'm telling you, man. You won't be disappointed. Whatever. I'm already feeling very tired and I just want to get this bullshit over with. Whatever it is. Greg's girlfriend Tammy is in the truck. Kyle squeezes into the cab moving Tammy closer to Greg. Which is fine with them. And guess who's left to ride in the back. The truck circles around the trash pile then trundles back out along the fire trail through which it entered. In the cold metal bed, Jessica and I sit facing each other, but avoiding each other's gaze. From the soft glow of the instrument panel, I could just barely see more detail of her face than the naked night would have allowed, that is, when I look over at her. Occasionally, I catch her gazing at me, then looking quickly away, hoping I hadn't noticed. Great. The truck rolls and bumps along the dirt path. I occasionally hear Greg and Kyle laughing about something up front, which makes me feel even more isolated back here with the goth whore. Hey, Brian? Jess asks meekly. Listen, I'm all out of cigarettes, you remember? I snipe. She looks hurt. I've never seen her look so genuinely hurt by my words before, but it only lasts for a split second, and it's not like I care anyway. It's not what I was going to say, she replies. If she had mumbled any more quietly, I wouldn't have heard her over the sound of the truck and the trail. What, Jess? I ask, trying not to sound so mean, and, well, I'm not so sure I'm succeeding. I wanted to talk. I wait. She looks away and takes a breath, then sighs. So, talk, I offer. Do you remember at JD's party? Oh, wow. I am so not prepared for this. I mean, why now of all times is she going to bring that up? It had been an unspoken rule, agreed upon since the night it happened, that we would never speak of what we did. We were both drunk as hell, and it meant nothing. Um, well, what about it? 
I ask, the fringes of nervousness beginning to creep into my heart. Kyle and Greg cackle and bullshit in the front, oblivious to the heavy shit about to crush me here in the bed of the truck. You know, I never told you about what had happened. You don't need to. I was there. Can we just drop it? The last thing I want is for her to start spilling her putrid guts about how she loves me and wants us to be together and all that horrible, emotionally blackmailing bullshit that her kind always does after a cheap fuck. It was years ago. Hell, why can't she let it go? No, she says, looking more sullen than I had ever seen her. She's usually terrible at the goth effect. This night, she has it down. You don't know everything, she continues. My mind goes to the worst possible place. For the first time since she tried to punk me, I'm really, really scared. I was pregnant. My brain locks up and repeats those words, especially the last two. Was pregnant. <clears throat> really? I croak around the lump in my throat. Yeah, I made it to three months, but I miscarried. She just says it flatly. Matter of fact, her attention seems focused on the truck bed. I just stare at her, staring at the bed. My mind races at Mach 5, full of nothing yet driven all the same. I feel like I'm floating, and it takes me a minute to realize the truck is no longer moving, the motor is no longer running, and the doors are being slammed. Greg and Tammy stand there with their arms around each other staring at us. I turn back to look at Kyle. He's also staring. I brace for some kind of accusation. You guys alright? Greg asks. I look back and forth from Greg and Tammy to Kyle and back again. Yeah, we're fine, Jessica answers, all smiles and sunshine. Sunshine. I realize it's much brighter than it had been. I instinctively look to the east, expecting the coming daylight glow in its usual place. Instead, it's a bit to the left. The sun is rising in the north. I close my eyes and feel that eternal spin in my head that usually comes from a wicked Jaeger-fueled bender. I open my eyes again to see that Jessica has already jumped out of the back of the truck and is standing beside her brother. They gaze at the northern sun. No more than a half an hour has passed since Kyle has sauntered up my back porch. I check my watch to confirm it. It's 3.27am. To say that I'm disoriented is an understatement. I climb out of the back of the truck and fall to my knees. Hey Brian, don't miss this. Kyle says. Jess stands next to him, now ignoring me. The glow in the north glows brighter. I stood, my knees shaking from the shock of the news. The just plain wrongness of the sun rising in the north, so ridiculously early in the morning, 
Here comes the sun, do-do-do-do, Kyle sings, then laughs. They all laugh. I walk toward them, then fall to the ground again. My head is pounding. I could have been a dad, and it was already over three years ago, and I never even knew until this morning. Is it even morning? I see the first lance of light pierce the horizon, and Greg whispers, God, it's so beautiful. Tammy, who had not said a word the whole way, suddenly began moaning. Her moan turns into a wail, and she falls to her knees and vomits. It's so fucking beautiful. Greg screams. Kyle turns to Jessica and hugs her tightly. I fall back down, unable to make my legs or hands work. My head feels like it's splitting open. I crane my neck to look up and see Kyle and Jessica French kissing. He begins groping her breast with one hand as he drags his fingers through her hair with the other. The northern sun is already cresting the horizon, shining its hideous brilliance upon us. It's gorgeous! Isn't it? Greg shouts, tearing his shirt open. Whew, he yells. Tammy continues to vomit until she just heaves dryly, and the siblings continue their obscene display. It's fucking beautiful. Greg belts out, his voice echoing throughout the forest. Tammy is now laying on the ground silently, blood gushing from her mouth. Kyle's fingers dig into Jessica's butt while he begins ripping chunks of her hair from her scalp. I roll over onto my back, wishing for a quick death to save me from the pain in my head. Still oblivious to Tammy's condition, Greg runs back to his truck and rummages around. I can't see what he grabs, but once I hear the gunshots, I know he's got his revolver. He screams as he fires five shots into the air. The sixth shot sounds strangely muffled, and a split second later, I hear him hit the ground. From my supine vantage point, I can now see his body from under the truck. His head is missing a substantial chunk. Blood and brain are everywhere, and something hits me. Jeans. Jessica's jeans. I turn my agony-riddled head back to see her on the hood of the truck. Kyle is fucking her furiously. He's biting her lips as he kisses her violently, blood oozing from both of their mouths. For a split second, she opens her eyes and looks at me. She appears to be pleading with me, begging me to save her from her rapacious brother. And I care. I actually want to help Jessica. I want to get up and rip her brother from her, pound him into a bloody pulp until he's no longer a threat, and then hold her tightly as she cries into my shoulder. But the northern sun is already blinding in its brilliance, its heat baking everything and everyone here. And I can't move. I'm as helpless as a baby as I watch Kyle 
grab his sister's face and slam the back of her head into the hood of the truck repeatedly. Her unconscious form slides from the truck. Kyle hikes up his pants. He then sneers at me and begins walking toward me, and I see that vicious black combat boot draw back for the kick. All I could do is turn my head away. Then I feel the pain explode in the back of my skull as his foot connects. My head is already in enough agony, but he boots me again and again, his kicks driving me further and further from consciousness until I snap awake. My head darts around, taking in the cool darkness of the night. I only dozed off for a minute. I'm sitting on the back porch, waiting for Kyle. I feel like I'm forgetting something extremely important, but it's probably just sleep deprivation. <laughs>